Welcome to Off Trail with Erie Metro Parks, and today we are talking about the thaw. Yay! And I said the thaw, T H A W, not the fall. Fall. So, because spring is right around the corner. Like, literally, we can see it. We're cresting, we're hitting the top of the hill, and we are on the downward slope as our almost two feet of snow currently melts behind us and turns everything into a giant mud pit yeah but that's better than everybody just give a hand for for spring being here or coming (laughs) we're all excited we love it so i personally this has been the first time i've been here and i've been like okay i'm done with winter with the exception of that polar vortex that was just a few days i was like this is poop uh-huh. But usually I have tapped maple sugaring already and we're like way into the process and we're one day out of tap, two, two days out of tap. I bet you those buckets are full now. But Probably. anyway, <laughs> um, I'm excited because I think with the excess water, I think it's going to be like a poof. I'm just ready for that explosion of green. Yes. I'm ready for the birds, which I heard a kill deer this morning. So that's a win. And I'm ready to not see, I want to see the ground is what I want. Cause like, it's been like over a month. Yeah. We've been covered in snow. Covered. But I will take snow over mud. <sighs> see, I don't know. Well, if it's cold mud, I don't know. I don't mind the muck too much. I don't. You don't have a bazillion animals that are absolutely disgusting. To be fair. Okay. <laughs> fair true. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You, you win on that one. <laughs> so. With spring comes a lot of great things in the parks, a lot of cool things that you guys can see, um, a lot of different trails to access that you couldn't access before because of snow or whatever it was. So um, we're basically all coming back to life. Yes. So I'm excited. Melissa also will be coming back to life. Also, <laughs> it's it's winter and I got my first sunburn of the year Yay. yesterday <laughs> because <laughs> The sun was reflecting off of the snow, hitting my face. <laughs> and I, I got home and my wife goes, did you get sunburned? I was like, my face does feel a little warm, but I haven't looked at myself in the mirror. She's like, oh, you're burnt. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so I had a line across my head from where my oh, your beanie was. Yeah. So good nobody job. ever talks about the weird transition from <laughs> fall to winter tan lines. Right. <laughs> Why do you have a mark across your head, not your feet? <laughs> that, that's my winter tan. Yeah, so, right. Come out all pasty white. All right, so with spring, we'll talk about our favorite parks in the spring and then some of the cool things to look for in these parks. And then hopefully you guys can get out um, as the, the muck and things, or the muck, the snow, and turns to muck. Turns and, to muck. Yeah, and then you guys can get out. And We actually do have some trails and some parks that are really, really good with managing muck, especially with some additions and some fixing over the years too. Yes. So, all right. So Cheryl, you're going to go first. <gasps> Man. Okay. Your two favorite parks and cool things to do there for spring, okay. like the highlights of that park in the spring. So first one is Osborne for bam, spring. Bam, bam. Ooh, really? Yeah. Wait, I, that is not what I expected. She hit us again when we're talking about favorite parks again. She hit us with a surprise. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It's because... This park is really good for spring wildflowers. Oh, yeah. And they're really easily accessible through the the Northwoods Trail 
It's by like the meadows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice paved trail, and you can really get a re- awesome look at like the early, early bloomers. The there, ephemerals. So. Yes. The spring ephemerals. So the early ones. That oh yeah. Up. Yeah. And um, so Osborne, and and of course uh, I like Edison Woods. Once again, um, <laughs> still shocked. I'm still shocked from the last time. So like we discussed before, Edison Woods has three entrances. Uh, but if we go on like the 61 entrance, we have a like a boardwalk that goes through that kind of winds around the woods. It's called the, uh, the Adventure Walkway. And during the spring, you can see you can hear the western chorus frogs just screaming they're so loud they're so loud out there and that is one of the first signs of spring is you can hear the western chorus frogs and the spring peepers and you could barely hear each other talk it's so loud (laughs) sometimes (laughs) i'm so excited for spring i am too so So those are my two oh okay melissa you gonna surprise me too Probably not. <laughs> Castelia Corey. Shocker. Um, <laughs> I know, right? So, but again, I can't remember if I said this in the last one that we talked about our favorites, but the, the parking lot side trail is my favorite trail because it changes so much. But kind of like Cheryl was talking about all the, the frogs and things like that, they are so loud if you walk to the back of that park. Yeah. Um, and you're going to hear chorus frogs and spring peepers and um, bullfrogs, you kind of hear everybody, which I always love. Like, that's like how I know spring is here. You hear some frogs. All right. So what's your second one? I would say I do agree with Cheryl. Osborne is fantastic for wildflowers, but also on 61 where she was talking about the adventure walkway there's also like a straight line trail and that usually has tons of wildflowers mm-hmm. and usually different ones that you're going to see at osborne hmm. yeah well yeah you get a little bit more of the woodland yeah type. yeah because you're getting more like blood root and stuff like that yeah yeah i have like little spots marked at edison woods of where like i've found things in the past I keep a list of like things I find every year. I don't do it. Just do it with birds. I do it with wildflowers and too like, Oh, I need to get that flower this year. (laughs) I love that you do that because I just remember like, Oh yeah. Down this trail somewhere. There's this cool flower that comes up. (laughs) Yeah. And like, (laughs) I honestly, I was looking through my pictures and I came across, um, was it two leafed toothwort? Oh, and I, I don't know why, but I guess I just filed the picture and not thought about it again. And I was like, well, let me see if I can, if Brad's got it. And Brad said, like, he found an abnormal amount of it this year, too. And I was like, well, this is a life flower for me. Cool. So that was a thing. But it was just the leaves of it. It wasn't the the, the actual flower part. So it kind of threw me off because it looked like toothwort, like mm-hmm. the, the leaves of, like, a cut leaf toothwort, for example. But, like, they were a little bit broader. So anyway, nerd moment. Um, so yeah, I love the wildflowers pretty much everywhere. Yeah. It's like, it's like the first thing that wakes up other than the birds. But I think I'm going to shock you both with my two, uh, my, so number two is Castalia for me. Oh, 
I like it. Um, and I hadn't walked it in spring until last year when we went to go do uh, salamanders. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is cool. Like, and it's a little bit cooler or I mean a little warmer than like closer to the water in the spring. So I do like that. I don't have to wear a sweatshirt or anything out there and I can just walk. Yeah. Um, but I also thought before Melissa even said it, I was like amazed at the, the change between the seasons and how different it looks out there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of piggybacked off of Melissa here. Um, and I was just blown away. Like it does look completely different, like a different world from there. So, and the, every time you walk out there, uh, I did a program called trail transformation one year and we would walk once a month and just take pictures. And it was insane how much it changed. That's, a, that's what we're going to, that. that's kind of what you're going to be able to do with that chronologue thing we're going to do. Yeah. That's right. Is you're going to be able to like picture it through the season. So we're going to try to get it in more of the popular places. Um, and my first one, my number one is, is the dot. Wine dot Metro park. Oh, the dot man. That does surprise me. So because. No, I, I'm not surprised. No. You're out there all the time. It was one of the that's Bay. True. You knew it had to be one of the Bay properties. Yes. Um, but the reason it's the dot is because the sparrow population out there is extremely high and the snakes out there are every stinking where nice. like brown snakes, queens, not queen snakes, garter snakes. Like they're just all over the place. And I'm holding my breath, crossing my fingers to find a Kirtland's, which last year I, I, I busted on snakes like hard. Yeah. Like I could not, with the exception of garter snake, I couldn't find anything. Nothing. I did snakes find, only show up if you don't look for them. Yeah. Uh, I did the one fox snake when I hit around the phenology garden here at Osborne and it kind of like made me jump because I wasn't expecting it. So yeah, I, it's just <laughs> not, not a, like I, I tried so hard last year to find snakes and I just kept striking out. It's getting very frustrating. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorite videos that you made <laughs> just because like every clip was still didn't find any dude it was like (laughs) two weeks long that i did that yeah like it was two straight weeks of like okay i'm gonna find one today i'm gonna find one today just kept striking out so eventually i just used the uh the our animal ambassador snakes the corn snake which is not native to ohio and the fox snake so yeah but that's why we explain why we have animal ambassadors because everybody thinks that you know, because we're naturalists, we know where everything is and we can just go pick up a snake whenever we want to. And <laughs> I wish, that does not trust happen. me, we can't that's what we nature. think we do. <laughs> that's what we think we can do. So. That does not happen. Yeah. So I'm not, I, I've, I've kind of, I'm going to switch up my tactic next year. I'm just going to pretend that I'm always looking for birds and just always go prepared because I'm used to carrying the backpack and I'm used to carrying the cameras and stuff now. I'm just going to take everything with me all the time. Yeah. And it's not going to matter. There you go. I, I remember when we first started, I hated carrying that camera and backpack and every and all the extra stuff. To be fair, I did hate it yesterday. Yeah. Trekking through a foot of snow with camera stuff. Like that was stinking frustrating. That but sounds, mm, wasn't miserable. enjoyable and it made everything take <laughs> remarkably longer than any video has taken me <laughs> up to this point. Yeah. So, yep. But that's the story of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um so I wanted to highlight a few other parks that are good for some stuff Um, because fungus is one thing that gets kind of left out a little bit in um, the spring. In my opinion, there's a lot more fungus in the fall um, and more more versatile when people are like, oh, morels, oh, here and there. You can't take stuff from the parks anyway, so don't. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just had a Melissa you moment. I just had a Melissa moment. Look you at did. that. You did. <laughs> Grow it up. Don't. <laughs> don't. Just don't. That's like her answer. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, so fungus, there's a lot of fungus that really starts to pop up in the spring because everything's thawing out and that sun's, you know, kind of hitting everything. A good place to find it, which I was shocked at, is DuPont Marsh. A lot uh, of good yeah. fungus really? out there. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many downed trees out there from all the ash starting to fall and everything. And it's just, it's really versatile out there. There's a lot of shelf fungus and things out there that grow. Um, a lot of, there's a, a whole genus of fungus called curtain crust. And there's a lot of that out there too. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> well, that sounds crust. Yucky. curtain crust, yes. Curtain crust. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> sounds like somebody's name. Hi, my name's curtain crust. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it with like a southern accent, but <laughs> um, so baby anyway. name, curtain. There you go. Yes. Um. So anyway, in the spring, the curtain crust is like a really soft fungi, and then it like it can last like for a long time into summer, and then it gets that crusty type deal uh, oh. later. So anyway, another nerd moment for the day. Um, fungus is always great. It's awesome for birds, um, aquatic and your warblers. Uh, it's like a little, I call it the little warbler pocket. It's always yeah. good. I get yellow throated vireos over there almost every year. Nice. Lots of good birds there. Um, what else do I, eat? there's something else there. You could, you could get snakes there. Uh, not that I ever go looking and the skunk cabbage. That's right. It's DuPont everywhere. Yeah. And it's nice and smelly and. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, there's that one patch. It's like super thick of skunk cabbage. We're like, we're almost 15, 20 episodes deep of the podcast. Everybody knows I'm weird at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're new, we apologize. Yeah. So. Um, and then one thing we all left out, which was a shocker to me, because I was almost positive that you guys would talk about it, is the vernal pools. Yeah. Nobody said anything about a vernal pool yet. I still like that. Like Melissa, you just like filed back through your brain the last 15 minutes of the podcast and you said <laughs> somebody had to say it. I could see it on your face. I know. Like I'm thinking <laughs> that's where frogs are. So in my brain, oh. like I connected frogs with vernal pools and just didn't say the word. Okay. We lightly, we brushed on the topic of vernal pools. We brushed onto it. And when I say brush, I mean, we vaguely passed it at an extremely high speed. <laughs> yes. But... Well, no, no, no. I did say salamander when I was talking about. Oh, yeah. never mind. Never mind. Yeah, we have brains sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even the pregnant one. Uh, <laughs> we still love vernal pools. Yeah. They're so. still really cool to look through. Well, and, and now I have a couple new spots to look for them. Oh, yeah. Where I found them in the, in the fall. Remember? When I found the marbled no. and the oh, unisex. Oh, yeah. Where was it? I don't remember. Well, I can't say. I don't remember either. I can't say. Well, I know. Air. Oh. oh. I want to give kidding. away the good spot. Park okay. secrets. Well, it is a park <laughs> secret because <laughs> next thing you know, we got people out there setting traps and stuff. But but you found them. I did. I found yeah. a marbled. I found it was a Jefferson mixed with something else. And then um, there's lots of redback salamanders out at Edison Woods too uh, in the Tons, spring. Yeah. Tons. Yeah. I always find any rocky flip has got a redback salamander. Not any, but. 
a good bit. A lot of them, yeah. Most. Huffman has all the dusky salamanders. And not dusky, two lined. Oh my goodness, dusky is not one that we get up here. Sorry, that was like a old one for me. <laughs> um, and then the spotted at Edison Woods we got last year. What else? Do we get tiger out there or just spotted? I think we just got spotted, and then we had a bunch of unisex between there and Castelia, Corey. Yeah. So yeah. Herps are always good to find. And then, oh, and last year, in the spring, I got the Blanding's turtle at Eagle Point. That's yep. great. So I, I, well, now that I carry the camera everywhere, I'm I'm, guarant I'm not guaranteeing. I don't guarantee anything anymore. <laughs> I am. Right. <laughs> not after the snake video. Um, I am, my goal is to get a shot of that. Um, so we can kind of document that because that's good. Not that they, they aren't there in my opinion, but they usually go straight up towards um oh my gosh i'm drawing a blank here sheldon's oh yeah they should go up there I, I, which wouldn't make me think that the barnes extension wouldn't have them either so right and i'm determined to get sandhill cranes at the extension as well like in the water <laughs> not just flying over something's got to land in there at some point yeah. A white pelican was in goals. there. A white pelican was in there last year. That's right. And Troy got, and our operations staff got the picture. I remember one of our operations managers sent me a picture. He's like, what's that? Uh, I'm uh, like, that's a, uh, that's a white pelican. pelican? And then Troy went out. <laughs> Troy, who's one of our other operations people, he is a fantastic photographer. And he went out and took some pretty cool shots of that bird. So it was really cool. Um, I'm hoping I can steal him for a little bit because he's a better picture taker than I am. Not that I'm terrible. Oh, don't sell yourself short. You are amazing. I'm not selling myself short, but he's a he's a borderline professional. Right, but you ha this year, like now that you don't have a potato phone, first of all, <laughs> yes, and <laughs> yeah, because all of the all of the bug pictures and stuff that all comes from my phone, but yeah. the birds are from the work, the camera, the big lens. Right, and that I mean that takes practice and stuff like that. And you've been working really hard at, and, in and my opinion, improving your photography this yeah. year. And and a lot of it has been Troy, telling me you need to shoot at this length, you need to shoot at this speed, like don't yeah. do that, do this. Like he's just learned a lot. From you know him. what? Our entire staff is well rounded in a lot of different topics. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> like Troy is an excellent photographer, and that's where I get most of my like. Hey, what what's going on here? What did I do? Yeah. I think I broke it. I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. But um some other cool things. Um, you know, some if you're gonna go out into especially our bay properties in the spring, just be prepared. Um, because it's gonna get mucky. Yeah. It's gonna get wet. You're really wet. Need boots, you're gonna need um maybe a rain jacket if it's gonna a little surprise rain spelled on you there on the end of the water there um but a wetsuit if you're at eagle point <laughs> a wetsuit and waders so uh and some of that muck is so thick now i can't even get through it so i remember right in the fall i went to take my wife and daughters out there and i got in there and it came up to about the top of my boot my, my muck boots and rachel's like if willow goes in there she's done yeah she just mm -hmm. scooted right across the top of it because she's light so <laughs> I sick eat a sick a foot and a half inch. A foot and a half 
deep in muck and she just scoots across the top. Right. So that's so funny. Yeah. But, um, and then another cool thing to look at is now we have three bald eagles nests on our bayfront properties. Three. Yeah. Eagle Point has so one, cool. which you can't get back to. So we're not really concerned because there's a lot of muck. Um, and then the Steinen one is re they're re they rebuilt and we're actually both on there yesterday when I drove by Nice. in my mind, I said, as soon as the snow melts, I got to get out there and see what's happening with that. And then at the barns extension, there is another one that's kind of out towards, you can actually see that one from, from set six. Yeah. I always mm -hmm. call it two, but I know that's not right. Um, so you can, you can see it from six pretty easily. Is that one active? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I figured out where all the, cause you know how Eagle Point used to be the like kind of, uh, like the hangout, the teenage hangout. Yeah. 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 It's not anymore. It is. Right. The, it's the causeway and it's, uh, um, Pipe Creek. They hang out there. Okay. Uh -huh. When we were out there over the weekend only, I mean, there was also a bunch of galls and things and easy pickings for the Eagles, but, um, you know, that little patch of woods right before you get to Cedar Point, mm -hmm. it's like the. It's like maybe like a hundred trees total. Oh. Um, we counted 15 in the trees. They're all immature. And there were at least wow. 25 birds on the ice. Wow. Yeah. It is like. That makes sense. Cause so when I drive over the Essen bridge every day, mm -hmm. there's so many immatures that are flying around. So that would be like the direct flight across. Right. And. The only immatures I see ever at Eagle Point and Steinen are like they're trying to get on and like they're about to be um, they're about to lose their like fourth year of plumage to go into, you know, adulthood. Mm -hmm. And like they're like kind of basically testing these other birds to see. So they'll go sit on the nest when one of them leaves. And next thing you know, the other the adult bird just comes in flying in. It's like, get out of here now. So and then they'll take <laughs> yeah. off. So but yeah, I remember. The first two years I was here, it was like we would I would look out on the ice at Eagle Point and there would be like, you know, 10 to 15 mm -hmm. immatures. And now it's not the hangout anymore. It's not. I feel like those birds have matured. So that was like they're already area. Up that so space, yeah. they're like, well, now we're just going to take over and we're going to nest here. They're strong arming now. Yeah. They're like, whoa, what are you doing, man? It's my <laughs> yeah. turf. That's pretty cool, though. It's, it's like it the greasers. Cool. Right. From the outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. Um, so yeah, as spring emerges and you guys find cool things in the park, so you see cool things in the parks, let us know about it. We want to know what you guys are seeing. You yeah. can share it with us on Instagram. You can share it with us on Facebook. Um, we have an active beaver lodge at the Steinen Wildlife Area. If you guys are out there and you get to see them moving around and doing some cool things, it, there's tons of great wildlife and things in our parks that you guys can observe and see. And, you know, if you're able to get shots of things and, you know, that's kind of a cool thing that can help us, you know, figure out what's there. So, um, yeah, yeah. tag Erie Metro Parks in your pictures. We love to see what people are seeing in our parks because, you know, we're not always outside either. Right. And, you know, you guys are probably finding more stuff than even we are. Yeah. And then we often when you guys tag us, we share that stuff on our stories and things like that. So people other people can see it, too, you know, mm -hmm. especially if it's something you know, rare or something that's not seen a lot. People love that stuff. And, you know, it, it helps us, not just us as naturalists know where things are, but it helps our natural resource department too um, with with logging species and 
categorizing things and you know if it's something s- someone's never found in a park before that that's big and that's important for us to to share with not just us as naturalists but the natural resource department and everybody so it's really cool yeah. all right so now it's time for <laughs> news article <laughs> all right so this one was really stinking cool i got super excited about this when i saw it so i'll read you um the it's about fossils so a a four-year-old girl discovers a 20 220 million year old dinosaur footprint at a beach in wales (gasps) whoa whoa is right so her and her dad are walking and she's just like scooting along they're kicking up the sand it's a little chilly and the girl goes hey daddy look there's a footprint can we take a picture of it so they take a picture of it and the dad like he's like i don't know why he's like but something told me to just like remember where i found it uh-huh. so because it was like in an like a weird area mm-hmm. so anyway they take a picture and they go home a couple weeks go by and one of their their grandma i think her grandma was like a science teacher or something so uh she's like hey you should contact somebody that looks weird um did, did somebody did you guys draw that in the sand or or what what happened there she's like he's the the son was like no you know she found it when we were walking so they sent it and it is a 220 million year old fossil that's amazing i'm like why can't stuff like that happen to me <laughs> like ever just like walking along casually it, it's perfect that we ended that segment of like oh you never know what you find Here's an example of you'll never know what you find. Um, so they don't, they're still doing some some investigating into it to see what kind of uh, dinosaur footprint it was. But it is, it is pretty cool looking. Um, and the little girl like is just like, oh yeah, I was just wondering about, she just loves being outside and loves exploring and, you know, she's just enjoying herself and found something cool cool. on the ground that's gonna gonna be like her story that she tells when she's 90 oh absolutely be like you see that 220 million year old fossil just point right to myself yeah i I found it yep (laughs) what did you do with your life and i was only four years old (laughs) right (laughs) i peaked at four (laughs) (laughs) you can only go down from here Um, so, I mean, the, the universities and things around there are super thankful for it because like, who knows how long it's been sitting there. People walked over it and, you know, and it could have, you know, with the way tides work, it could have gotten like pushed over all the time and not pushed over, uh, sand pushed over it all the time and different things. So it's just, like I said, you'll never know what you find. So if you find a Kirtland snake or a black widow or anything in the county, you just call me. I'll be right there. I'll drop whatever I'm doing. So middle of bath time with my kids, gone. Um, so it's it's important. And, and, you know, that little girl did something amazing. Yeah. It's a great story to have to tell. So, yeah, 90 years old. When I'm four, When I was four, back in my day. So, but I mean, if you think about it, some of these scientists, they, they dig for months and months and years and never find fossils. Yeah. And she stumbles across one in Just South Wales. Like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. What is this? Take a picture. Take a picture of everything. That's what I do now. If something looks weird to me, I just take a picture of it. That happens mm-hmm. a lot, like, in the natural world. Like, with us as naturalists, uh, oh, we abs- get pictures sent in, like, oh, what is this? Or... 
we're like, oh, that's a very unique bird in this area. Yeah. I, I honestly, as a naturalist, I don't know everything. I don't pretend to know everything. I still, like, I'll take pictures of things all the time and send them to Melissa and Cheryl. And, hey, oh, do you same. know what this is? Who's, who's parent, somebody's parent from nature school sent those snail eggs, remember? Oh. None of us knew what it was. Sister. Your sister. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. None of us eggs had no idea what it was. <laughs> we all had no idea. We're like, well, I guess. We, we had no idea. And then we were posting in some of our naturalist groups that we're in, and they had no idea. Like, we kind of thought we might know what they are, but nobody could confirm, confirm it. Yeah. what they are. <laughs> Even if we don't know what it is, we'll help you figure out what it is. <laughs> so oh, that's the thing. Is so We love to do that. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so that's all we have for this episode and hopefully you guys can get out and take tons of pictures this spring and, and kind of get involved um, with the community and kind of what you guys are seeing. All right. So I hope everybody has a good one and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.